When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Anyway, we're going to go all the way over to the UAE as well, Is, and we've got the commentator over there, former Black Cab, a renowned commentator all around the world who is plying his trade in the UAE now. He's a good friend as well, and it's great to chat to Simon Dool, and it'll be great to get his reaction on that performance. Good morning, Dooley. Well, good evening for you. Yeah, evening, Baz. Uh, busy. How are you, boys? Feeling, feeling yeah. good after that? Oh, up and about. Busy, mate. Up and about. Crikey, our text machine's flying. The callers are flying. We feel very lucky to get you on, mate. Give us your initial reactions. Just an amazing game, eh? Yeah, incredible. Um, you know, out of it for so long... Um, just, uh, you know, we talked about it on commentary, Baz, and as you know, the deeper you can take it, the more the bowling side becomes under pressure. And you can you can feel that, that pressure sort of building on the bowling side when you're not too many wickets down and the game's just going deeper and deeper into the innings. And for so long, New Zealand were behind the eight ball. But you always feel in these contests, if you can leave yourself around about that 60 mark off the last five with wickets in hand, it's one good over and then the game can turn your way. And that's what happened with that Chris Jordan over. Um, you know, a huge credit to, to Daryl Mitchell, to the bowlers first and foremost. We've been the best bowling team in the mm. tournament, um, economy, economy-wise, with, with Tim Southey, with, with Trent Bolt, Mitch Santa, who didn't get an opportunity tonight apart from that one over. So, it's, you know, it's been a, a phenomenal team effort all the way through. And then Daryl Mitchell, I mean, who, if I'd have said to you three weeks ago that Daryl Mitchell was going to be one of the stars <laughs> of our T20 World Cup, you'd have, you'd have probably put me in a straitjacket, Baz. <laughs> well, mate, that's, we're actually just talking about it. We'll, we'll go on about the bowling unit in a second, but just quickly focus on that Daryl Mitchell, the decision. I, and I'm just trying to allude to it with with Izzy. I guess you know, sometimes skill is is one thing, but the ability to and the pedigree that he's got to make decisions and to be able to access his skill under pressure. Some people have it, and some people don't, right? And and and. And then Daryl Mitchell, Kane Williamson, and Gary Stead clearly saw something and know something that the rest of the world hasn't seen yet. And they've backed him in and, geez, delivered, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And I, I think Kane obviously got to know Daryl a, a bit at Northern Districts, although Kane didn't play a huge amount um, of, of domestic cricket with him. And since then, he's moved on to Canterbury, has Daryl Mitchell. But 
that um, you know that grounding that he got probably in Perth, um, growing up over there, where mm. you know you know what sort of domestic cricket and, and club cricket's like in Australia. It can be a pretty hard school, and he grew up and played a lot of his cricket there. So that grounding obviously did him a lot of good coming into Northern Districts as well. Um, you know, playing in and around so many internationals for um, for five six seasons there would have done him a lot of good. And these guys must have seen something at that stage because he'd only ever batted five six or seven in any T20 cricket at all, not even domestically. So they'd seen something in his makeup that they decided that he was mentally sound enough and, um, you know, and capable enough as a cricketer to open the batting in a T20 World Cup. And it's not the easiest task to be thrown at a guy last minute. They gave him a few warm-up games and then away he went and he's proved every bit, um, you know, every bit the opener. He's brilliant in the field. We haven't even seen him bowl yet and he's got that string to his bow as well. So... <laughs> He's, he's been so uh, such a revelation, I guess, for this side. Hey, give us your initial thoughts. Uh, after the first innings, 166, you're thinking, oh, that's, that's quite a good total. There's going to take a lot of hard work. What were your initial reactions after the first innings? Do you think we had it enough to get that, get it run, the, uh, chase the runs down? I thought it was very middling. Right at the start, and every, every interview I've done in the last two to three days, I've basically said 160. Is, is very much in the middle in the middle ground of what New Zealand what I felt New Zealand could chase down. Mm-hmm. I thought if England scored one seventy five to one eighty, I didn't think New Zealand could probably chase that down. So at that stage, winning the toss one sixty six, I was about fifty fifty at the halfway stage. But I think mm-hmm. you know for most New Zealand fans, we probably thought okay, it's Guptill and Williamson that are going to be the two keys for us here. Or when they yeah, get six runs between them, you're thinking, out. hang on a minute. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, talk to us. Um, well, I guess Conway as well. You can throw that Conway Williamson in there, but yeah. I thought Conway played quite nicely, actually. Um, but uh, talk to us just a little bit about you mentioned uh, the bowling group before. I know it's something that you're firmly um, aware of. You've been around this team for a long time now, you've seen these guys develop, and you've had a fair bit to do with them as well. It's Tim Southey in particular, I just want to focus on. I would say two years ago, people would say that Tim Southey was gone in white ball cricket. In this World Cup, he's been possibly the best bowler in the competition, or, or if not, very close. What, what do you put that down to? Yeah, oh, just smart. Baz, I mean, you and I both know Tim really well, and he, he's, a, he's a real thinker of the game. I mean, there's no secret to, to the fact that he's, you know, he's been vice-captain, he's captain New Zealand as well. I, I likened him tonight, and you'll know these names well, to two bowlers that I can remember in the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years, Jaminda Vass and Zahir Khan. As guys who, as they got older, they got smarter. Their pace dropped a little bit. They weren't quite as quick, but they just developed new ways to get the job done. And those two guys in particular, I mean, you remember facing Jaminda Vass, or, you know, I remember seeing Jaminda Vass late in his career and Zahir Khan, how smart they became. And, And that's exactly what Tim's done. He is just a genuinely smart cricketer. He was, he's been brilliant throughout the tournament. Um, I, I'm, I think he has been New Zealand's best bowler. Uh, although Trent's got uh, 11 wickets and what did he get tonight? He added to that tally tonight. Um, so, you know, although Trent's got the wickets, I think Tim Southey's been the pick of the bowlers. He's bowled the tough overs. He, he's restricted runs. And he's such an integral part of the side now. I know, I, I was probably with you and, and a lot of New Zealand pundits when they said, you know, Tim Southey's white ball career was over a couple of years ago, but he's just, he's found a way through being genuinely, uh, I mean, he's got a love for the game for a start and being such a smart, intelligent cricketer 
he's just worked it out. Dooley, the defining moment, the defining moment in that game when you thought, okay, we got this, we got this, we're we're on the right direction. When did you start believing? Uh, the catch, the Johnny Besto Trent Bolt 2019 <laughs> moment. <laughs> you know, I mean, we were there. We were there, Baz. Uh, you know, Trent yeah. Bob takes the catch, stands on the boundary, advertising, and and all of a sudden the rest oh. is history. Um, and tonight, yeah. I just I was looking out the window and I didn't want to go the early crow. You know, in, in racing terms, I, I knew his knee had hit that, <laughs> hit that cushioning, and I was sort of I was sitting there trying to hold my hold myself back while NASA was talking about it, and while the third umpire was taking a look at. And the blokes in the middle. I mean, how can they see? They put their finger up and gave the soft signal out. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. That yeah, soft that signal ridiculous. is stupid when you're that far away. <laughs> but I could see, I could see the knee hitting that advertising triangle, and I'm just, I'm just hold yourself, Dooley, hold yourself, and and kind of I just had to hold myself in. But um, that was a defining moment for me. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we're talking to Simon Dool, who is all the way over in the UAE, and he's. Very kindly jumped on the phone, probably on the way back to the hotel, no doubt, Dooley. But um, yeah, I've got Danny Morrison sitting and, in and the front, and I've got Harsha Bogley sitting next to me, mate. Oh, <laughs> say good day to a couple of very fine gentlemen for both Izzy and myself, please. Oh, Wonderful well, human will. beings, <laughs> um, mate. Well, just before we let you go, um, your thoughts on who we want to meet in the final? <laughs> oh goodness me, oh, you know. You will say, you will say for, for the um, – we've just got revenge for 2019. You will say you want revenge for 2015. Um, and you want no, Australia. I'm a bit greedy. I know you are. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know that Australia are our matchup. I think Pakistan might be our matchup, to be honest with you. Um, you know, they've played brilliant cricket through the tournament. They are going to have a slip-up at some stage. If it's tomorrow night, then, yeah, we're probably going to end up with Australia. But I'd rather they had their slip-up in the final and got through tomorrow night. So uh, if I was, if I had a preference of who I'd like us to play, it would be Pakistan. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, of course, that final is we are covering it also on SENZ with Daniel McCarty. It might be Grant Elliott. It could be Hamish Bennett, as was the case this morning. And that's Monday morning at 3 a.m. on SENZ. Dooley, we'll let you go, mate, but we really appreciate you jumping on the line, especially Here's at the Dooley. last moment. And... Uh, Enjoy the next couple of days and bask in the glory again of being, uh, have been in that commentary box with your own team out there playing for a World Cup. Fabulous. Awesome, mate. Yeah, we'll pop back to the hotel and might pop open a bottle of red for the boys. We will. <laughs> That's the story. BK <laughs> <laughs> Morrison in the background. <laughs> Cheers, Brilliant. Lads. All right, lads. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> That was Simon Dole, oh. what a character. And, gee, he's doing some amazing things in in the sport as well, mate, to be honest. He's the, good, The eh? profile of Dooley as a commentator around the world mm. is he is held up there in the in the very, very highest of, of echelons. And he's just so positive mm. about the game, and I think that's why people enjoy listening to him. He's clearly well-spoken. He's got a great, great voice tuned with all those years on the radio that's alongside home. Ricardo. <laughs> he's he's doing some great things, and it's great to hear that DK Morrison was also sitting in the car with him and Harsha Bogle. But that was Simon Dool all the way from the UAE. We're going to go. What have we got coming up? More cricket. We're going to talk more cricket later on. A little <laughs> bit of racing mate. as well. <laughs> We're up and about, is we're in the final seven seven nineteen in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. <laughs>